0: Welcome to Practicing, an ongoing
1: conversation about spiritual practices. My name is Jason Pfeffer, and I will be hosting this little journey. I'm really excited for us to learn and to grow together. In this podcast, we are exploring different ways of practicing our faith. We practice our faith because, well, because we're all practicing, aren't we? growing each day in our ability to follow Jesus and his teachings, and that takes practice. This particular episode is really an introduction. In a moment, the team and I will share about ourselves, but before we do, can I share a little bit about why we are doing this podcast? I believe with everything in me that if we want to follow Jesus, if we want to walk with Jesus, to learn from him, deepen our relationship with him, if we want to be transformed into Christ's image, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians, spiritual practices are absolutely critical. And yet, I have found in my conversations that when many people hear the term spiritual practices, they assume we're talking about great, lofty rituals for really serious Christians but this is not true. Spiritual practices are for anyone seeking to follow Jesus. Therefore, anyone who loves Jesus and wants to be like him. It doesn't matter if you've been following Jesus for five days, five years, or 50 years. If you want to be with Jesus and become the kind of person who can do what he teaches, spiritual practices are for you. A spiritual practice is simply any activity that helps you become attentive to the presence of God in your everyday life. That's it. Any activity that helps you notice, become aware of, to live with Jesus in the midst of everyday life, that is a spiritual practice. Scripture is very clear that God is always with us. Psalm 139 says there is nowhere we can go to escape God's presence. Paul said, in God, we live and move and have our being. Even when we walk through deep water, Isaiah says, God will be with us. And Jesus promised he would be with us always, even to the very end of the world. And a spiritual practice simply helps us to notice, to pay attention, and to walk in the presence of Jesus in our daily lives. because. When we walk with him, we are formed by Jesus to be like Jesus for the sake of the world. This means that there are probably activities that you are already doing that are or could be spiritual practices. Do you read your Bible? Do you pray? These can be spiritual practices. What about small groups and worship on the weekend? If we engage any of these activities with the intention of being with Jesus, then they are all spiritual practices. We have two hopes for this podcast. First, we want to demystify spiritual practices. They are not great lofty rituals only for really serious Christians. If you love Jesus, If you want to love Jesus, if you want to follow Jesus and and be formed by him to be like him, spiritual practices are for you. And that's the first hope of our podcast. There is a second hope, but I'm going to hold on to it until the end. I think uh, think in the business, they call that a tease. See, how about that? Not too bad for a first-time host, huh? I want to introduce you to my friends who will be along for this ride. Jenny Potter is our wonderful producer, she keeps this ship afloat and on course. Jenny has been around Willow for quite a while now. She has served as a creative director and a weekend producer, and you might even recognize her from the web series The Next Question with Austin Channing Brown and Chi-Chi Oku. Jenny, thank you so much for all you do for this podcast, and thank you for being a part of it, being actually on mic with us.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. This is my first on mic appearance on on this podcast, so... Or on any podcast that I'm kind of behind the scenes for.
1: It's your first on-mic appearance on this podcast, which is remarkable because we're about five minutes into the very first episode of this podcast.
2: That is true, but it's still (laughs) exciting. Oh,
1: it is exciting. And we are so glad that you're with us. And then my co-host for this adventure is Andy Moss. Andy is a writer and a trainer. He creates discipleship content for Willow, including the wonderful daily devotionals. Andy, thanks for being here, and thank you for lending some credibility to our podcast with your English
0: accent. Jason, it is my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) Well, Jenny and Andy, let's help folks just get to know us a little bit. So, Jenny, why don't you start? Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. I have been married to my husband, John. We just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. And we, yeah, we have two boys, a five and three quarters year old who just (laughs) finished his first year at school. He just finished kindergarten. And then I have a three and a half year old son. So we are quite busy with our sweet little family. I grew up really close to Willow and I've been attending since I was in sixth grade and then started working in 2011. So Willow is my home church. A lot of my spiritual roots were created there and developed Mm -hmm. there. So I'm excited to to be kind of expanding even my repertoire of my spiritual journey through what we're about to learn together on this podcast. So thanks again for having me.
1: I love it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. Andy, what about you, my friend?
0: Um, I am married to Rebecca, we've been married for over 16 years now and we have two sons who are 12 and 7. Very similarly kind of busy household and I have worked uh, at Willow for about three years, just over three years now. Uh, I've been in the, I come from the UK originally, from England. I grew up up in a, a town called Swindon which is in a county called Wiltshire and I've been living in the States now. With Rebecca for about ten years, so that's uh, yeah, that's my my very brief history. And again, as with uh, as Jenny said, thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
1: Oh my gosh, I it feels weird that you guys would thank me for being on the podcast because I I'm just grateful that you would you would join me on this. I'll say a bit about myself. My name is Jason Pfeffer. I've been uh, I've been a, I've been coming to Willow for. Twenty years, which is kind of crazy to think about, um, but only been on staff for uh, like three three and a half or something around that i, I can 't remember exactly. Um, my job right now is uh, to introduce and guide our uh, broader congregation in spiritual practices so that 's a uh, something that I feel really, really passionate about, and then I also get the uh, get to have the incredible privilege of uh, being the pastor of the practice community that meets on Sunday nights in the chapel. Uh, so that's, that's me. As we begin to dive a little bit deeper, this is a podcast about spiritual practices. So why don't we share a little bit about our experience with spiritual practices? Why don't you start us off,
2: Jenny? Great. Well, I'm going to just tank this. Right away because I, (laughs) spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines, I think have felt like a four letter word for me. I'm an Enneagram one, which oftentimes we're known as the perfectionist type in the Enneagram world. And I think I've really struggled with shame around Mm. not doing spiritual practices kind of the right way or the perfect way kind of my whole life. And so I think I'm on kind of the tail end of that journey where I'm, I'm letting the shame and the things that didn't work fall away and say that's not, that's not actually serving my relationship with Jesus to be holding on to things that don't work for me. So, I do feel this kind of open handed, eyes wide open, ears to the ground for what are ways that might work for me. And so, in this season, I'm finding really, really simple things that are really grounding me closer to God. And so,
1: like what? Would you do would that? Yeah. You be to yeah to that's, be no, that's
2: great. One of them is just to meditate on a word or a piece of scripture. So, a lot of times, what ends up happening for me, and I think this is where a lot of my past anxiety or shame came around was I just couldn't really focus like it felt really hard for me to focus on like Mm. a long prayer or even journaling that kind of thing and so just focusing on one word and letting that be kind of what grounds me has been really helpful and then another thing that I have been trying to do and I don't know really where this comes from if this is Christian or not but I'm just going to call it practicing presence Mm. and a lot of times I can kind of get really anxious and my thoughts be very like cerebral as opposed to actually in the here and now. Mm -hmm. And so this is an exercise that I do where it's you look outside and you name five things that you can see and then four things that you can hear and then three things that you can smell and then two things that you can touch and then one thing that you can taste and it just brings you back or it brings me back to what is actually in the here and now. And I feel like that, that, is a, that is an on-ramp to being connected to Jesus. Yeah, those are just really simple. I think they're, yes, they're very simple, but they are what's working for me. So I'm grateful for that.
1: I think the beauty of spiritual practices is their simplicity, is the fact that it's really about being with Jesus and whatever helps you be present with the one who is already present with you it's a spiritual practice you know i mean i mean that 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 practice of presence doesn't have to be a christian spiritual practice right like anyone can do that but it allows you to slow down and to become present in the moment and that is that's where we find god but if if we're going to be present with god and god's presence that's a that is a present thing, and mm. so I think that's I think that's really helpful.
2: Mm, but, well, yeah, I'm glad to have your approval. Because <laughs> oh gosh,
1: I hope that it didn't come across that way. Like
2: oh, oh I'm I'm being I'm be- be- very earnest. I'm not even. I'm glad you're not like, oh Jenny, those aren't actually what we're
1: talking about. Well, can I can I share one little thing, one of one of my favorite spiritual practices. So I, I so I gave a definition earlier about a spiritual practice being any activity that helps us to become attentive to the presence of God in our everyday lives, right? Mm. One of the reasons why I love that definition is it it, it creates a very simple boundary around spiritual practices. And so there are classic spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices, right? Like we talk about things like solitude or silence, fasting, reading scripture, intercessory prayer, things like that are all classic mm. spiritual practices. They're wonderful. There are also things that I think are spiritual practices, and I don't know, some bigger brained people might disagree with me, but stargazing is a spiritual practice for me because it is impossible for me to look at the sky and not think of how immense this universe, this cosmos is that God created. This is huge, and I am so tiny in comparison. And yet, somehow, the creator of this immense universe knows my name, and we'll say that he he knows how many hairs are on my face because i have a beard but no hair on the top of my head but he, that he knows me that intimately and doesn't just know me but cares about me loves a, loves me likes me delights in me like that's incredible and i literally cannot look at a night sky full of stars and not think of that so it helps me to become present in the moment to the presence of God with me and God's great love. And certainly if we wanted to give it a really classical name, the classical name for that is worship, right? It leads me to a a sense of worship. But we don't have to get so caught up in labels. Any any activity that helps us to become present to the presence of God with us is a spiritual practice. And I'm going to just keep talking, so I'm going to stop now because I want to hear about your experience with spiritual practices, Andy Moss.
0: Jason, thank you. So, uh, so it's really been at Willow Creek that I've heard people speaking about spiritual practices. I think certainly I know, uh, growing up as a Christian, I would pray and read the Bible. But it's interesting now how how more sig- far more significant they are in my own my own kind of daily life and my my journey as a Jesus follower. Um, so if I look back twenty years and this is going a long way back, but I think it's important context. I can see that I really mistook salvation for some equation that had been resolved or solved. Um, And for some reason that led me to believe that it was now my responsibility to go out and accomplish um, Christ likeness through my own disciplined efforts, basically. And that plot line ran until relatively recently, I think, all the way through my, my, my journey of faith. But it's, today, it's interesting. I've, I'm seeing things a little differently. And in a nutshell, I've, been convinced, I've become convinced that being transformed to be more like Jesus is initiated and sustained and is ultimately completed by Jesus. It's his grace and power, not my disciplined efforts that are going to help me to mature. Um, and my part, I again increasingly think, is just to faithfully watch and work alongside him and to... Wait and walk in step uh, uh, with him, which all sounds probably really conceptual or a little grandiose. So I, I think there's three perspective shifts that I'm just going to pinpoint because I've been mulling these over for for some time now, um, and probably saying it out loud will, will help me. Um So, firstly, I realise I'm really thankful for the way my parents raised me. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, but unfortunately, as I became a Jesus follower, I inferred, I think, from the way I was raised, um, incorrectly, that becoming more like Jesus meant behaving like Jesus, and so I was ready for that because I had my Christian moral code of conduct all set out, and so I was just going to behavior manage my way into Christ's likeness. So that was the first thing I have realized as I grew up. And secondly, that the spiritual disciplines um, of which I, I'm kind of becoming increasingly aware prayer scripture and such like um, i again incorrectly just thought that they were a way to engage my mind and to understand more about all the things Christian and then the final thing that again over these last few years I've really become convicted of is that um, as i as my my work took us uh, uh, my kind of career went off in a slightly different direction and I was exposed to all the ideas of strategic planning. Um, That seemed to me to be a really useful kind of tool for a Christian so I could just um, plan to change things and accomplish things and grow, set goals, formulate plans, go out, pursue it, implement it. Um, But as I've engaged with spiritual practices, I think what I'm learning is um, that me managing my behavior doesn't work. Rather, I need to make myself at home with Jesus, and that's the starting point for my my character really is cultivated. And me developing more head knowledge, that doesn't help me to actually know Jesus. Instead, I need to like consciously recognize and respond to his presence. That's, that's really the beginning point for transforming not just my thinking, but my whole, my whole being. And then also that me executing all these fine strategic plans I was creating for myself that for change and growth, that again, that is not helping me to mature in Christ's likeness, whilst stewarding the gifts God's entrusted to me, again, that is going to help me uh, to mature. So that's a whole lot of stuff I'm just kind of dumping down there. But I think just um, being exposed to spiritual practices has been really challenging, uh, really eye-opening, but really liberating as well because it, it, it's, um, it's kind of revealed a lot of these perspectives that I think were off and it's given me a chance to kind of reorientate, uh, reorientate myself
1: Wow. That's beautiful, Andy. Thanks for sharing that, man. I wonder too, how, I wonder if you look back at some of those early, you know, those early seasons of your spiritual life and how the lessons that you learned and the head knowledge that you were uh, working on, how that comes in and supports what you're experiencing now, right? Because it's a we're whole people, right? Heads, yeah, hearts, and yeah. so. And how do we, yeah. how do we embrace all? Head knowledge is certainly important, but, um, but to realize that head knowledge is not, uh, not all. Experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That it's you know we're we're holistic beings. God gave us hearts and spirits and and yeah. bodies and all those things are interconnected. So absolutely, all the th- you know things that I've learned. Um, I think definitely are helpful, but if you just only hold those things on their own, I think you're missing you're missing the richness really of yeah what what life can be about.
1: Wow, that's wonderful. Thanks again, Andy. Thank you. Yeah, I my experience is is interesting. I've got a I've got a, a kind of a bizarre uh, story of my life. I mean, I I grew up. My family was Catholic, and um, so I spent the majority of my younger years in the Catholic Church. Um, and then when I was eight, my, my dad accepted Christ uh, through someone uh, who was a part of a Pentecostal church. And my parents were divorced. That's an important part of the story. And I continue to go to Catholic church with my mom. And her side of the family was, was very serious about their uh, Catholic faith and was even confirmed in the Catholic church, but loved going to church with my dad. So even when I was eight years old, just loved going to church, to the, the Pentecostal church. And I'm a self-diagnosed ADD, so, um, so there, there's a little bit more going on in a Pentecostal church that, <laughs> that, uh, that helped me to, to enjoy my time. But it was when I was at Wheaton College that um, I began to uncover some of uh, what I had experienced previously in both my Catholic and my Protestant uh, upbringing or a Catholic and, um, Pentecostal upbringing. And, uh, it was during my time at Wheaton that I was introduced to specific spiritual practices where we read, um, celebration of discipline by Richard Foster and, uh, the spiritual formation workbook, uh, that was written by James Brian Smith and began to experience different spiritual practices that, uh, that really sort of made my, my, my prayer life that came from the uh, Pentecostal side and the, um, the sacramental, uh, Holiness experience that I had in the Catholic Church; these sort of began to come together in a way that helped me to pray in a very tangible way, to be with God in my prayer. And um, and if I'm honest, I don't even know that I really understood what I was experiencing at that point. I'm a I'm I'm a slow learner. I'm it takes me a while to get up to speed. So we were being taught these phenomenal things, and I I regret the fact that. I had some incredible professors teaching, and, and I, I think I understood about 15% of what they were teaching, and then over time, I began to read uh, people like Dallas Willard, and, and it was a realization uh, from Willard that the kingdom of God is not something that comes after we die, uh, but the, the eternal life that Jesus said he came to bring begins here. And now, this idea, NT Wright calls it inaugurated eschatology, that the kingdom is here; uh, it's not in its fullness. We await for the fu- we wait for the fullness of the kingdom in the future, but there is a present kingdom now. And if, I mean, it, I read that in Dallas uh, Dallas Willard's Spirit of the Disciplines, and when I read that, the idea that eternal life begins now, that the kingdom of God is available and present now, um, I felt like I felt like I didn't understand the gospel until that moment. Uh, it felt like um it felt like i I was taking off glasses that were the complete wrong prescription, and all of a sudden I could see the gospel clearly and that then led me into this idea of okay, so these practices that I learned so long ago that barely understood. These are about helping me to live in the kingdom because life in the kingdom is simply living with Jesus in your everyday life. And so that's the purpose of these practices. The practices help us to set aside the things that distract us, that keep us from being in God's presence so that we can live more and more fully in God's presence so that we can be formed by Jesus to be like Jesus for the sake of the world. And that's our, our journey with the kingdom. So, um, it's been a wonderful time of exploring new practices and uh, inventing some, which I'm not sure if, if that's technically allowed. Um, maybe some saints um, would, would not be very happy with me for saying that. I don't know. But it has been, uh, it has been a joy in uh, engaging in spiritual practices and helping others to find uh, the richness of spiritual practices. So that's been, that's been a gift for me. Well, guys, thank you for sharing your experience with spiritual practices. I think that this is helpful uh, for our listeners to understand as we begin to uh, venture into our uh, conversations with people along in this podcast. And then as we we begin to talk about our experience of the conversation. So thank you for being willing to share.
2: Definitely. Thanks, Jason.
1: Thank you. I do think it is important in this season of pandemic and shelter in place to ask how practices might be helpful. We had to ask the question, is, is this the right time in the middle of a global pandemic to release a brand new podcast? But the more I think about it, the more that I think that this is the exact right time for practicing There's a wonderful line from a Leonard Cohen song, there is a crack in everything. That's where the light gets in. This season has been one full of cracks. The coronavirus pandemic has led to greater anxiety, uncertainty, pain, division. And for some reason, these kinds of seasons, these seasons of disequilibrium are often very fertile times for growth in our life. There is something about the loss of comfort that allows us to be far more attentive. These cracks that we're experiencing in this season are an opportunity for us to allow the light of God's presence in. And so I wonder if God has an invitation for us in this season. What if in the midst of all of this uncertainty and our lives being completely upended, what if we discover or strengthen our foundation in the one who doesn't change? What if we come to know Jesus more? What if in this season we discover the gift of bringing our sorrow and our joy, our frustration and our excitement to God? What if we notice the great depth of God's presence with us in our everyday lives. Spiritual practices help us to do all of this, to lean into God in a hard time and to strengthen our relationship with the Lord. This might actually be one of the most fertile seasons for embracing spiritual practices. At the beginning of this episode, I said that we have two hopes for this podcast. I mentioned the first to help us realize spiritual practices are for us all. Now, here's the second hope podcasts can be a wonderful way to share information, and I hope we learn a lot together during this season and the seasons to come. But Jenny and Andy and I hope that this podcast will take us deeper than rational knowledge. Our hope is that this time together will lead us all to a deeper experience with Jesus in our everyday lives so that we might grow in relationship with him and be formed by Jesus to be like Jesus. So in each podcast, we want to leave you with an invitation. And so if you're willing, would you turn your attention right now to Jesus? Whatever you are doing... Take a deep breath and remember the promise of scripture that right now we are in the presence of God. This week, would you examine your spiritual practices? How do you pray? How are you engaging scripture? How are you invested in spiritual community and worship? How do you notice God and the Father's presence in your practice? Where in these practices are you being attentive to Jesus? How is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? And when do you practice just to get it done? When do you act out of an obligation to check off a to-do rather than to meet with Jesus? This week, would you continue to think about these questions to consider how we engage these spiritual activities, and do we engage them as spiritual practices, seeking to be attentive to Jesus? Or do we do them as an obligation, seeing them as something to simply get done and get through and get on to the rest of our life? Lord, draw us closer to you. Give us an experience of your loving presence this week. Please help us to see you with us to notice you in our time of practice and in our everyday life. Give us a fresh vision of a life with you. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. We're so glad to have had you in on this conversation. Next week, we'll be back with our very first full episode. This season, we will be exploring the basics of spiritual practices. What are they? Why are they important? What do they do and where do they come from? And we'll have some wonderful guests, Adele Calhoun, Ruth Haley Barton, Nathan Foster, Chris Hall. It's going to be phenomenal. Next week, we'll, we'll be joined by Megan Marshman and Matt Wright, and they're going to share about their experience with spiritual practices. It is a wonderful conversation that I cannot wait for you to hear. I hope you'll join us. See you next week.